This is not an expert podcast. Happy early holidays and Thanksgiving to our listeners. This is Kevin from Not an Expert Podcast. Just chiming in really quickly before this episode to let you know it's going to be a little bit different. We're taking some time on the holidays to spend with each other. And we wanted to make sure that we weren't leaving you guys high and dry without an episode. So without further ado, I'll let you guys get to a couple of episodes that we recorded back in August that are a little bit different than what we usually do. So hopefully you enjoy getting to know a little bit more about us, the gang. Uh, Please enjoy. And if you choose not to listen, we won't judge either. Hey, everybody, this is Not an Expert Podcast, uh, your favorite podcast for people talking about stuff they don't know enough about. We like to do research on a bunch of different topics uh, spanning from history to pop culture to art to randomness, just pretty much anything. To murder. <laughs> to keep it <laughs> ominous. We, uh, we do talk about a lot, but it's a great podcast if you just want to hear four friends rambling about different stuff. Um, today we're going to be doing a special episode where we're just going to let you guys get to know us a little bit better. We have... Uh, a slew of questions we're going to run through where we're asking each other questions and giving each other answers. Um, we have not told each other these answers before. Uh, we just barely got a little bit of information on the questions before, but we'll start with a little intro about ourselves. My name is Kevin. I am 26 years old recently. Uh, I am from, uh, born in Georgia, raised in Tennessee, lived in Colorado for a little while where I met Megan, my girlfriend, and uh, now I'm back here in Atlanta. I do a lot of stuff, but occupation-wise, I work in healthcare IT, and my toothbrush is blue, just to let you know. Um, I'm Megan. I am also 26, not as recently. Uh, I am from Colorado. I lived there for 25 years, and then just recently, um, in the past uh, year, I moved to Georgia uh, to be with my boyfriend, Kevin. Um... I don't really do anything important. I do stuff that pays the bills. And that's about it. I work at a pool right now. I would like to hopefully do something involving animals. I also am looking at going to school. Um, My toothbrush is green. Hey, guys. uh, Michael. I am 27, the uh, elder. You are Um, absolutely not... Oh my God, you are! I am twenty-seven. Ooh, oh, yeah. Sorry, he that was old. my bad. I'm I forgot old. that you're back to 30. being a year older than us. I swear to God, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that you're back to being a year older. Yeah, than us. it's it's fun. It's a fun time. Whoops! Uh, I feel like. <laughs> Thank you for saying I was younger, though. You tried to bring me back. <laughs> yeah. You're like nah. you're pushing twenty-five, Michael. Calm Thank down. you. I'll take it. I'm pushing twenty-five. Twenty-seven. Uh, grew up in Georgia. <laughs> lived in New Jersey for a little bit, and then moved back down to Georgia. Now I live here in Atlanta. Uh, I am an electrical engineer, MEP consultant for architects, and my toothbrush is black. And Ooh, also, um, we are all U.S.-based. Since I've learned that we have a little bit of an international following, oh, we are yeah. all based in the U.S., with the exception of... Dev. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can um, keep going. <laughs> well, my name is Dev, and I am 24 years old. And seems like I am the youngest one here. I did not know that until today. I can guarantee you that. Um, <laughs> he really thought Michael was younger than him. <laughs> I was born in India. And I moved to America when I was 11 years old. 
and I've lived in Tennessee, and then Georgia, and then South Carolina, and now I'm back in Georgia. And I have my own uh, IT and software consulting company, and my toothbrush is white. All right. Wow, you racist. <laughs> well, Michael's toothbrush is black, so. Michael's black. Yeah, so? It's the bill, homie. Look, he's pandering with his toothbrush color selection. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, we won't waste any time. We're going to get right into the questions. Uh, we've each got five questions to ask each other for a total of 20. We're going to start off with Megan, and we're going to rotate around the circle with answers and rotate around with each individual question. So go ahead and get us started, Megan. Um, okay, I think I'm going to start with uh, describe your Hogwarts house and why you think it fits or doesn't fit. I like that. Um, I am mainly Ravenclaw with a little bit of Gryffindor thrown in there. Um, I think it fits me pretty well just due to how I learn. Fits really well being a Ravenclaw. They're typically more logical, rational thinking. Um, kind of fits the what you think of a typical engineer, <laughs> I guess. Uh, they're typically a lot more quiet and they sit back and observe rather than be upfront and very vocal. And then the Gryffindor side comes in and I'm like, what's up guys, I'm Michael. And they're like, what? Hold on, that's weird. An engineer who likes to talk to people. I think, also I think, think about how me. many stupid things you do. Breaking your tooth while you were drunk because you decided oh to give God. somebody a piggyback ride. I'll tell that story later, but yes, <laughs> yes, I, I am very, I do a lot of things in the spur of the moment, which fits Gryffindor very well. And then I think about it later. <laughs> but that, that, that's my house and why it fits me. Well, uh, my house, which when I took the test, I mean, I sort of already knew, but it's Slytherin. And so according to Wikipedia, Slytherin are, Slytherins are ambitious, cunning, uh, have leadership and are resourceful. And to be honest, I think a lot of those adjectives could be used to describe me. I do pride myself on being able to make the best out of what I am given. So resourcefulness, sure. And I am, I tend to be very ambitious with my goals, uh, whether for good or bad. So for I world think... domination, look out. <laughs> I think Slytherin does fit me pretty well. You know, um, watch the Harry Potter movies and they're made out to be the bad guys. But then the more and more you learn about the universe, it's that you know, they have a lot to offer to mm -hmm. as like the fourth house, you know, and I think each house is pretty valuable. I definitely agree with that. Slytherin are not the bad guys just because all the Death Eaters. Well, not even all of them. A lot of them are from <laughs> Slytherin does not mean shit it's like it was saying, just a bad bet it's like saying in real life a lot of the bad guys are from the republican party is the whole republican <laughs> party bad you be the judge <laughs> ask your grandparents <laughs> <laughs> well i am kevin here i am i just want to make sure we can differentiate our voices um i am ravenclaw primary with a. uh Hufflepuff being my side, my side household. Um, and I think that's pretty fitting because like Michael, I do like to observe and learn and, and take in information and, you know, my surroundings, try to think and, and plan 
before executing and you know i like i do like learning a lot of information that's kind of a big ravenclaw thing is really just absorbing all the information that you can uh before making a decision on anything uh and then the hufflepuff side to me is the side that is just a little a little bit happy go lucky with the good uh animal vibes and and some people vibes and things like that you know i like to i like to spend time with people and 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 hang out with uh people that are close to me and be open and bubbly with them but ultimately ravenclaw is my primary because i do like to sit back and observe a lot yeah um this is megan in case you can't tell my voice apart from everybody (laughs) else Uh, I'm Hufflepuff. Uh, I think that that's extremely fitting. I've taken that quiz on Pottermore three times. Uh, One time I got Ravenclaw. Twice I've gotten um, Hufflepuff. I definitely identify more with Hufflepuff just because I think that, like, I don't really value intelligence as much as I value kindness um, and doing the right thing. And I think that that's really where Hufflepuff stands, that their primary value is always, like, just to be doing the right thing and do well by the people around you. Um, So I think that the little bit of uh, Ravenclaw definitely makes sense because I get heavily involved in social justice issues. I get heavily involved um, anytime I see something uh, that doesn't look quite right. Um, And I also am, you know, I will dive into a wormhole, especially with conspiracy theories, if you've listened to any of my episodes. Um, So that definitely fits, but ultimately you could be dumb as a bag of bricks, and I don't care as long as you were kind and doing the right thing, you know, to the people around you. Megan is our resident Harry Potter expert and Hogwarts uh, house expert. Which is also very Hufflepuff of me (laughs) to get the whole house to know what their houses are and how they identify with Involvement. Yes. All right, Michael, what's your question? Um, Well, because of quarantine, my my first question was going to be, what topic or hobby have uh, you guys been most interested in lately? What have you been getting going on? on? Uh, um, So... I'm really, really looking forward to knitting. I know we haven't really got around to it. That's crazy, because we're not knitting. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Crocheting. <laughs> I am so bad at even the name. No, no, um, you're okay. But I am very much looking forward to it. I've spent about an hour getting familiar with it, but it seems like a very, very fun thing to do. And, you know, I'm all for subverting people's expectations of what mm. they think of me. You know. And also Stardew Valley is our new house hobby. I know. True. That is our... And I, True. That game is I awesome. spend more time yeah. playing it, too. Yeah. Uh, for me, my uh, hobby that I've been interested in lately is editing podcasts. I spent a lot of time <laughs> doing that. Um, but uh, <laughs> on a more Thank serious... You, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't looking for... I wasn't fishing for compliments, but if I, you know, I happen if to you, catch one on the hook, I'm not going to deny it. You he know? is our resident fisher in Stardew Valley. <laughs> Back... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, on, on another note, aside from editing podcasts, you know, I, I've been really into learning more about video games as that's another one of my side gigs is just uh, teaching kids how to play video games. So I spent a lot of time watching videos on different video games, doing my research and stuff like that. Um, well, just like Dev mentioned, uh, I have been working on trying to crochet. I definitely want to reprioritize that because we've all chosen our projects, gotten our yarns. Um, so I definitely want to reprioritize that. I've also been uh, just coloring to unwind, pass the time, let the day go by. Um, and then, of course, 
Who would I be if I didn't bring up Animal Crossing? Uh, I got I got really invested for a short period of time, and then I don't think I've looked at my island for uh, probably three or four weeks. Uh, so just like any good Animal Crossing player, I got to five stars and then immediately stopped. <laughs> I need to check my island again. Oh my goodness! I just I just realized <laughs> I was a like, good oh, for you. <laughs> oh no. Also, online shopping is a hobby, a passion of mine that I've really been <laughs> developing uh, lately. It used to be in-person shopping, and now it's really taken a new form. No. Lived a new life online. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, everyone's been into crocheting, so I, I'm gonna say a new one. Uh, kind of similar to online shopping. I've gotten really into looking up shoes online. Mm. Not even ordering them, just being on the wait list of shoes. <laughs> and just just to say I was on the wait list. For the love of the game. <laughs> yeah, like I was on the wait list for the newest Yeezys that came out, I think a week and a half ago. And I got the the twit, the twit, the Twitter notification and everything. I signed mm-hmm. up and I got the email and I was like, nah. <laughs> I don't need it. Just stealing the okay. spot away from Yeah, me. basically. I'm just really... taking spots. Mm. <laughs> that was a good one. Dev. Yeah. So my first question is, uh, should we be a pretty good pander? most people here if you could morph two animals to make one super animal what two animals would you choose and why i can't believe i'm the first on this one because i have spent the least amount of time thinking about this question but right off the top of my head if i had to combine two animals i'm going to go with a hawk and a shark and just strictly off of being able to swim and fly i mean man hasn't made machines that can do that efficiently yet so can you imagine if that existed in in an animal that would be the top apex predator of all food chains could you imagine how many dogs would get picked up out of people's yards if a shark was in charge hawks already pick up quite a few (laughs) (laughs) I, i made it because it's a super animal not necessarily because i think it would be good for society or because i would want one well i think I have to go with the obvious answer, which is mixing a dog and a cat. I mean, I am neither type of person. I love all animals. I don't need to be on either side of the fence when we could all just live together in the yard. Um, So I think if we mix a dog and a cat together, I think that that would be the perfect, just the snuggliness of the cat, the playfulness, the best friend's devotion of a dog. Uh, Because right now our cats owe us nothing and they know it. We feed them, but that's because we owe them the food. I have a Nickelodeon Um, show you might be interested in. Cat dog? Yeah. That's what we were talking about. I was like, not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, of course, uh, if we actually could low-key morph them with just the speaking part of a human. Because I would love Mm. to talk to my cat dog all day. Cog. Dat. Cog. Dat. Dat. Cog. Dat. Cog. Dat. Cog. Hey, trademark that. Kevin Patton. It's done. Michael? Uh, I, I went super animal in a different way from Kevin. Kevin went super animal as in super apex predator. I'm thinking super animal as this animal's super adorable. I'm mixing a red panda and a ferret to make a fire ferret. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had a ooh. feeling. <laughs> Have you seen Cora? They're so cute. Yeah. Ooh, I want Pabu. That's all I want in my life. Yeah, Pabu he's very cute. And I'm, I'm happy. He's very cute. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Um, I will go with an albatross and a lion. What Ooh. the fuck? Yeah. Okay, okay. Solely because just imagine, okay, albatrosses are known to cross continents. And imagine a lion that could be in Asia one year and then could be in North America another year. 
That lion would uh, cross would the globe for its, uh, for its meals. I Again, imagine how many dogs would get plucked out of the yard. That's why you don't leave your dogs unattended in your yards. I never can believe that people do that. You you know how many dogs got eaten by foxes in my neighborhoods growing up? And I was always like, why do you keep leaving them out? Like little Pomeranians, Yorkies, all the time by foxes and coyotes. It was a huge problem. You heard it here first. Aurora, Colorado has a huge (laughs) small dog eating problem, I guess. Yeah, we had that in my hometown, too. Yeah. We, every time we let our, our miniature poodle out, we had to be mm-hmm. out there to make sure she didn't get taken exactly. by a hawk. Yeah, just, <laughs> every just time. go out with your dog. Spend time with it. That's all it wants is to mm. spend time with you. So don't leave it unattended in your backyard. That's insane to me that that was such a <laughs> recurring problem. <laughs> that was good. Um, my question, I've got a few. I think I'm going to start with... Um, what is the best advice that you've heard, uh, you've given, or you've been given? Uh, don't eat yellow snow. Uh, that one's really stuck close to my heart. From a Colorado native. Yeah, from a Colorado native. Uh, that and, um, oh, what is it? Don't pee uh, with the wind to your face or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't do uh, that. Those those gems, uh, truthfully, I've carried through my life. And honestly, I really do always think, like, don't eat yellow snow. It's just not. And also, snow starts to kind of tarnish and turn yellow, even if it hasn't been um, peed on. But Mm. that means it's absorbing a lot of pollutants. So in a lot of ways, really, don't eat yellow snow is is very good advice. I can consider that. Uh, I guess for me, it's be the leader you'd want to be led by. Like... Mm. I don't know. Well, because I have like a group of engineers under me, so I, I want to be the manager that I would want to have if I was working under someone. Oh, absolutely. So that's, that's, yeah. that's my mentality with that. Definitely make sure to tell them that hot snow tip, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. That tip that I have. I'll, just I'll send that out listen, as a memo pass tomorrow. Pass it along. Yeah, pass <laughs> it along. With importance. High, high importance. High importance. <laughs> <laughs> high priority, three exclamation points. Do immediately. <laughs> Not eat snow. <laughs> Don't not not eat yellow snow. Now you figure it out. <laughs> um, I think it has to be just read. Because uh, when I was younger, I didn't have much for a knack of reading. Like, you know, like I would read things like what you were meant to do and that's it. Like I didn't like explore any further. And then when I came to America, like the world of like world of sci-fi books opened up to me and i thought that at first you don't really pay attention to what that advice means but i think as you grow get older in life i think you realize the importance of just keeping your mind you know just a little bit active and getting some knowledge through just reading anything well and i i also firmly believe that um reading introduces you to perspectives outside of your own Mm Um, automatically making you a more empathetic and compassionate person because you're able to see that, like, maybe everybody doesn't live the exact same life that I live, doesn't come from the exact same set of circumstances, or doesn't even think through things the same way that I do. Yeah, very Um, true. So I think that reading is really good in just creating, like, an empathetic uh, person. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of those. Um, The one for me that's been the most impactful in my life probably is something along the lines of... um, you know, there's people around you will do what they will do. And all you can really do is focus on how you can be better. Uh, and this comes from not the happiest place. I mean, a long time of playing competitive video games with a lot of really um, 
toxic teammates. All you can really do is focus on what you can improve on. You know, you can't really focus on what they can do better, but it applies to a lot of different places in life as well. And so I just try to always focus on being a better person myself. Either that or um, I think Uncle Iroh's advice of um, if you look for the dark, that's all you will see. But if you uh, search for the light, then you might just come to a better place. Yeah. Love me some Iroh. Your guys' answers were so deep and detailed. Um, but, but yours is practical. I was going to say, yeah. day-to-day survival instinct, I think mine wins out. I was say, mean, in Georgia. Reading isn't going to help you in the forest. It I was going to say, not. next time, we, we, when you go to Colorado in the winter, keep that in my head. That, that's <laughs> right. what I'm going to remember. That is a hot tip. That's true. Um, and next time there's a windy day, I'm not peeing towards the wind. <laughs> For real. And that's one that it doesn't even apply to me, but I heard it all growing up. I was like, I'm a girl. I don't, oh, I don't, yeah. pee, I don't pee outside, period. If it's windy when I'm peeing, then I'm in the wrong location. Um, Someone messed up making this bathroom or Yeah, something. exactly. Um, All right, question two from Megan. All right. Uh, if you could have one talent that you don't already possess, what would it be? If you guys see in the office, this is going to be a very Creed answer, but I've always wanted to juggle, and I can't mm. juggle whatsoever. Mm. I can juggle two things, but every time I try and juggle three, my brain stops working. So that's, that's something a very I've always D'Angelo wanted to do. D'Angelo Vickers moment that you have going on. Oh, yeah, he can't juggle. Yeah, that's that true. Bit. I was thinking Creed mm-hmm. because we were at a cartwheel, but yeah, D'Angelo, <laughs> yeah, he can't juggle. I've always wanted to juggle. Well, I mean, he yeah. juggled those invisible balls just fine. And I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Have you seen the real version of it that someone uploaded <laughs> without the deleted balls? Without the deleted balls. Before they deleted this, Wolf Farrell is so talented. All, all really... the balls were green that he juggled and they just edited them out. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. Okay. Um, hmm. Let's see. What talent would you want for yourself? Um, Dev already considers himself like highly talented. He's (laughs) like, hmm, what is it like to be a person without talent? (laughs) I don't know. To be honest, I have always wanted to learn a musical instrument. Mm. I have been absolutely terrible with them my entire life. And not for the lack of trying. I did try. Like, I did very much try to learn them, but... It's just something about it didn't click. So it's like a talent that, I don't know, I don't inherently have. So it would be good to at least experience what it's like. To be mm-hmm. honest, not even to play for other people. I want to know what it's like to create music, mm-hmm. you know? Like, just like... Compose. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, just like simple stuff, you know? I think that twinkle, would be Twinkle, Twinkle, cool. Little Star, it was a simple song. Hey, look. But... I know, you know. How many people know it? Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Biggest yeah. hit of all time. Um... Well, that changes my answer a little bit, actually. I was going to say some dumb shit, like be able to do a backflip. That is, I mean, yeah, I have kind of, but ultimately I think the biggest thing, aside from wanting to be able to sing really well, uh, which I'm working on, uh, being able to play the piano. I have, for a very long time, always like been able to want to play the piano. I have never had like piano lessons. I've played other instruments and the piano would be really cool for somebody with short fingers like me. Uh, It's just such a dynamic instrument. I think it would be a beautiful thing to learn. Um, kind of piggybacking off of that, uh, if you would have asked me this growing up, I 100% would have said being able to sing, just because that's like all I wanted. But I think now what I really would like the most is to be really, really talented at like painting. 
Mm. Um, yeah. Because I feel like it, then you can just fill your house and your life with art. Yeah. And to me, I mean, like, listen, the dogs love me whether or not I can sing. But like, <laughs> and like, I mean, you guys too. But the dogs, <laughs> they don't care that I can't sing. And so therefore, like, it's not even that important to me. Whereas I think being able to just, I have a lot of very creative ideas and I really want the ability to represent them on like a canvas or on paper even as well as I can see them in my mind because I have I'm I have tons of ideas where I'm like oh that would look perfect like mm-hmm. of things that I would like that I would like to make and I just have not been able to make it like happen so yeah yeah and it's not really the time to talk about it, but this is all stuff that we could work on if we actually wanted to. Something that we could definitely yeah. get no, better actually, at. No, actually, I was thinking we'll about it. To. I was yeah. thinking, actually, well, for you, I was like, all right, well, Kevin's getting piano lessons. Well, painting ones. seems more realistic for, like, an attainable goal and juggling, obviously. The and learning a musical is it, it definitely involves a lot of practice. So that time has to come from somewhere, but I definitely uh, want to make that time. Locking that away in my store box. Michael, yeah. come back next two. week. I'm going to be juggling like a maniac. <laughs> no, I won't. Definitely won't. Um, uh, I'm going to go to one of your kids. What was the first thing you ever wanted to be when you grew up? Deep sea diver. Oh, I like that. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, I saw it when I was really young. Like, I saw it in like a James Bond movie. My oh. dad was watching. And I was like, there's people that do that. Mm. And at that time, I just didn't even think something like that would even like exist, even though that was not that long ago. And that was the first thing I was like, I want to do that. And that actually kind of led to me, my dad Here. taking me to swim classes. Oh, I was going to so, say your current deep sea diving career. Yeah. Side As hustle. you can tell that I am very much into that hobby. You know, you see me with my diving tanks and my scuba suit, you know, about to go ham. Honestly, there's a scuba certifying place not far from here by that Publix. Um, So we can all get scuba certified. I know exactly which one you're talking about. I know exactly which one. Yeah, I've looked into it here and in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. And so. What about you, baby? um, I don't know. I think that it was. I had a few things when I was growing up, but probably the biggest one that I can remember is like a rock star drummer. Uh, I mean, that's why I got into music in the first place is because in fifth grade, when I, they asked me what kind of instruments I wanted to play and I asked what percussion was, they said drums and I thought drum set and I was wrong, but <laughs> I got a drum set and then I decided that isn't what I wanted to do. So <laughs> I had a chance with that one, y'all, and I turned it down. Um, I really wanted to be a marine biologist uh, from the time basically that I could formulate the phrase marine biologist. <laughs> that's like what I wanted to be, which is perfect for a landlocked Coloradan. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a perfect thing to dream of. But I've been obsessed with dolphins uh, basically my whole life. But when I was little, I would like we had these tanks and I would flip through like coral reef books. And all I could think was like, I just want to be there i want to be discovering things i want to be learning about aquatic animals um but the thing about being a marine biologist is one you have to have a strong science background which means you have to have a strong math background (laughs) which i don't have i'm very good in biology but not anything else Uh, and additionally you have to be a strong swimmer and i am a survival swimmer 
and that's it. <laughs> I am not a strong swimmer it's all you really uh, outside of that. But, man, I could probably tread water for, you know, five minutes. <laughs> so, that's all that's good enough. Listen, yeah, look, that's listen they'll honest, come rescue me. Yeah. <laughs> they'll come get me after yeah. five minutes. They'll be like, all right, you, you did good. good Star job. for you. Um, my, my, mine is so weird. I wanted to be a cowboy vet who drove a motorcycle. Every kid's dream. I mean, Every kid's dream. I definitely like that you um, lumped in your vehicle to your <laughs> to occupation. Your <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I was like, hey, what you drove was your occupation. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I was a cowboy who had a horse, but also a motorcycle. I don't understand how my thought process worked on that, but <laughs> in my head, I was like, I'm doing it. And then I was a vet, and I was like, that's me. I like it. <laughs> that's good stuff. All right, Dev, let's hear your question too. Okay. My question, too, is if you treated life as a video game, what would some of your most used cheat codes be? Oh, man. Being the first person to answer Dev's questions always so daunting because mm. they're so weird, but in the best way possible. I think I would probably use... Um, I, I think the most useful one would be, like, revive, or not... Maybe revive, obviously, would be very useful, but, like... Filling up your health Only bar. Only if you die all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but then you could go do crazy stuff, whatever you wanted, right? I could go. I could. Like, geez, I could do. What are you trying to do? I could do some like insanely dangerous stuff, like going to Walmart without a mask or something, you know. Um, anything like that, and not have to worry. Or like you know, heal sickness or any types of mm-hmm. cheat codes like that. Super speed. Oh, man, I could think of a million, but I'll move. I'll move on. Um, I definitely think that I would try to like in Stardew Valley. There's a mod where. Um, you can make it stay 2 a.m. until you decide to go to sleep. Oh, that's Yeah, so, like, by yourself unlimited time. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that I would never go to sleep, but how would I know? Like, I get to decide. I run the day. I think there's a movie Um, about this. Also, the automate mods are really good. (laughs) Um. Yes. And then, of course, I would really love, and this is, this is fantasy, but I would use it all the time, um, that unlimited stuff mod where you can just give whatever you want oh, that exists mm. in the game yes. in whatever quantity you desire. And I know it's cheating, but um, listen, I'm a cheater. I never said I wasn't. Starting the question's about else. cheat codes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're literally cheat codes. So listen, that's the one. The unlimited whatever I want mod. <laughs> I would use that all the time. <laughs> I, I like that mm-hmm. set time to go whenever you want to sleep. I like mm. that one a lot. I would probably use, I really want to say extra life solely because I could be the worst stuntman in the history of stuntmen and I'd be hard for every movie because I could die and I'd just come back and they'd be like, he's actually dead, but then I'm not dead. But every movie I'm in would be like rated like R. Or- you could also just always take out a life insurance policy on yourself and then be like, what's up, <laughs> bitches? I'm back. That's You're the so you didn't think this was gonna well happen. That's the greatest space in the rules about that one. <laughs> Give uh, me my six hundred thousand dollars. No. Prove it. Prove I'm not me. <laughs> I think I think the one that I would probably use the most would be a mind the like some of the Minecraft c- c- commands you could use, where you could use T uh, TP, where you could just TP places, mm. and then uh, set time. So very similar to you, I could just set mm-hmm. time whatever I want. I would, yeah. I would use those all the time. I would have definitely used those growing up too. Like you know when you're really excited for your birthday, what if you could just be like. Whatever, it's my birthday now. Oh, like if you go to the switch <laughs> and just change the date? Yeah. Like, boom, we're here. <laughs> I like it. Um, but honestly, then I would have missed out on some of the best and also worst memories of my life. So 
Neither here nor there. <laughs> well, um, I would say for me, it would be no clip. I don't know if you all know what no clip is. It ba you basically travel through the world like no boundaries exist. So you go through walls, you can go through the floor, you can go wherever you want. You know, it doesn't even matter if you can go there or not. You're there. Uh, I would probably have that. And uh, I would have How do I end up in the employee storeroom <laughs> of this Kroger? You'd use it way less often than you think. You'd just be like, oh, man, here again. <laughs> in the employees only section? Darn. Oh, man. <laughs> and I would say teleport. To be honest, I wouldn't even, I would maybe use it to go places, but I would just use it to go across the room, pick something up, and then just teleport back. To be honest, that is the greatest use of teleportation. Oh, man. Oh, the, yeah, employee, yeah. the employee <laughs> storeroom again? How did I teleport in here again? I just wanted some water from the fridge. <laughs> I know. I can't stop. <laughs> That's good. Um, my question to you, we're going to do, uh, who is the most underrated character from any TV show or movie and why? Or at least the first one that you can think of, because I know most is a daunting word. Um, yeah. This is kind of a recent example for me, but um, I am a first-time Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra watcher. Um, and after watching Avatar The Last Airbender, I had heard a lot of negative things about Legend of Korra. Um, and specifically about like Korra as a character. Um, and I really don't agree with any of them. I mean, I'm only on season three, but honestly, I really like Korra as a character. I like her as an avatar. Um, and I think that she gets a really bad rep for I no reason. I mean, at least in my mind, I like her personally better just because I feel like the age group is a little bit more relatable to me as an adult. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. But uh, I just think it's so weird now, having seen it, that people are so quick to, to judge her. Especially, like, she makes just as many mistakes as Aang. Definitely not more, but people are really, really hard on her. Like, for breaking the Avatar cycle, she didn't do that. But also, Aang did that, too. So, like, why is it bad on her? I don't know. It just, it, it seems like a double standard, and mm. I don't think it's fair. Good answer. It's good. Uh... I'm going to go back to something I already said, and I'm going to stay in the core thing, but I'm going to say Pabu. Aww. <laughs> Solely because there was one scene where they were tied up and Pabu saved them. That's true. He's got those teeth. That's true. That's it. I could, first person popped in my head and I was like, Pabu. Pabu can't. Pabu. If he wasn't there, they would have died. They, they would have died. There's no and other And also, option. this is sort of an interesting, semi-related thing. Um, one of the things that I have heard about ferrets uh, proper is that they are the size of a cat, personality of a dog. Um, mm -hmm. So they're kind of maybe the cat-dog hybrid I've been looking for, but they require a lot of attention, mm -hmm. and we have mm -hmm. seven animals that already require a lot of attention. So it's a no from us right now. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you all seen the show Psych? Yes. I haven't. Okay. No. It's no? so good. I honestly think that you would like it a lot, Kevin. Um. It's very good. Sean and okay. Gus are so fucking funny. I guess, I don't know if it would be underrated, but I think Gus is like mm. my favorite human being. He, I just take all of his names, like mm. the names that Sean gives him, I just steal them. Gee Butter Snaps, <laughs> that's from Psych. 
<laughs> um, I also think that Psych as a show is underrated. Um, and it was on Netflix for a short period of time, but I vote that that's the next thing that we, we definitely don't illegally download, but obtain completely legally uh, and watch through. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, it's a good option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's good. A, it was so long running, yeah. and oh mm-hmm. my god, it's so funny. Yeah. So my first thought was um, Moriarty from Sherlock had an incredibly underrated like acting performance, but that's not really the character. Uh, for character. Going off of uh, another name that we use for one of our fish, because we named two of our fish Gus and Sean, we named one of them Prismo. And Prismo is from Adventure Time. He's basically the guy that controls, like, all of time. He can, like, reverse time and send people to different dimensions and different things like that. And he's voiced by Kamel Nanjiani, and he's just a chill dude. Like, Finn and Jake just show up, and he's, like, willing to help them. Like, he's just super, he's a super chill guy, but he can do anything that he wants and, like, control all of time and space, And he's, mm-hmm. but he's not a gatekeeper about it. And I think that he gets him out of some sticky binds in a really creative <laughs> way and sacrifices himself in the process, too. So a lot of interesting stuff there. All right. Um, my next question is, what is the next place on your travel bucket list and why? Uh, prefacing this by saying... Bucket list. Don't talk to us about where your next vacation is planned. I yeah, want to uh, hear it, Florida. <laughs> I, have a, <laughs> I have a few places on my bucket list, actually. Uh, I know for a fact Australia is one, but I'm going to go Spain because Spain's mm-hmm. been on my bucket list the longest solely because when I went to college, I was going to minor in Spanish and try and move to a Spanish-speaking country for, for a few years to become completely, completely fluent, and then I didn't do that. Because mm. I realized engineering takes a lot more hours than I thought it did. So every minor I thought I wanted just fell off. Mm. Um, but definitely Spain mm. has been always at the top of my list. Yeah. For me, it would have to be the mountains of Patagonia in South America. Nice. They are uh, on the southern edges of Chile and Argentina. And from what I've seen, there's some of the most beautiful places on earth there. They're also a uh, company that's pretty dope, considering how lucrative they are. They do a lot of good stuff with their money. Really? Yeah, they um, reinvest in it. So a lot of the national uh, parks funding has Mm -hmm. been withdrawn. A lot of the protected lands have been marked as not protected and have Mm -hmm. lost a lot of their funding. Um, Patagonia has stepped in with um, a large part of their proceeds uh, or their of their profits and has paid like millions basically to keep like national park services going keep protected lands protected uh that type of stuff since uh maybe the government can't see the value patagonia is kind of walking the walk a little bit i mean they're extremely lucrative so i definitely don't expect them to put like all five billion into it like i get Mm -hmm. it but they really do they've they've invested like in the last couple of years they've invested at least half of their profits into it Mm yeah yeah like the mountain it can be like 50 miles away from your beach Mm -hmm. so i mean that's a unique situation too so that's cool yeah that's it's beautiful beautiful place and i Mm -hmm. really want to go there at some point yeah Yeah, I like that. Um, To avoid any ones that Megan might go over that we've kind of semi-talked about or planned for happening in the future, um, one that's been on my bucket list for a few years now is South Korea. Just always enjoyed the... um, the culture and the uh, the language. Uh, and, I mean, if you've seen recently how they're handling the pandemic situation, it's kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just think it would be a wonderful place to, to visit for a little bit. 
Uh, there's a lot of beautiful scenery and, and mountains and uh, places that you can visit there. And Seoul is a cool, cool city. So, yeah. Um, so mine's kind of a gimme, but uh, I'm sort of torn between two at this point. Yeah. Uh, I definitely want to go to Sicily. Uh, we were supposed to kind of go there this year, um, but this year really has not panned out uh, in the way that any of us thought it would. Um, so I definitely would like to go to Sicily. That's probably number one, uh, but a close, close number two, if not a tie, is Vancouver. Because I haven't been there. I would like to eventually immigrate um, to Canada. And so I definitely want to... Go to Vancouver, take the dogs, um, see if they like it, see if it's a good, you yeah. know, atmosphere. Um, and that the main reason that I want to go there is because I want to have like a plan to not be here anymore. Yeah. Um, that's why it's so high up because I haven't been to Vancouver. Yeah. I've been to um, Seattle, uh, but not not Vancouver. And so I definitely want to go. And then start making some very solid plans after that. <laughs> All right, Michael, question three. All right, all right I'm going to... A little easier question. What's your go-to order at one of your favorite restaurants? Oh, man. Okay, so every place I go to, I find this local Mexican restaurant. And authentic, not authentic... I don't really care too much for that. They have to have chimichangas. <laughs> yep. Mm, All right, Deadpool. Has to be. Deadpool. Look, Deadpool stole it from me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Those chimichangas are good. But it's, they're so good. And like, it's always hilarious because they don't understand the concept of not adding meat into something. Or most Mexican restaurants don't. So whenever I tell them to make it vegetarian, they always like look at me like I'm weird. Uh, well, you so, are so. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, it's a little too public, you know. When I'm with them. Um, but once I know them, uh, they know the exact order, so it's always perfect, and I love it. So that is my to-go order at my favorite restaurant. Um, keep mine short, sweet, and simple. My go-to is um, at food terminal. I get the, uh, I think it's grandma's barbecue pork. It's basically just like barbecue pork served on noodles with shrimp dumplings and bok choy uh, and a wonderful sauce. I usually put some soy sauce in there. It's delicious. It's wonderful. Get a Thai tea to drink and I'm set. Um, most places I will be fairly satisfied ordering a steak and mashed potatoes. Uh, however, um, uh, everybody who knows me here knows that Raising Cane's uh, is my favorite place, and it, probably because it's accessible, but you have to go through a lot to get there. So it's like, it's not a pipe dream, yeah. but it's not like it's just down the street. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, any, their they're chicken fingers, that's really all they have. It's so good. It's is so good. chicken it's fingers. So um, and their, their Texas toast is so fucking good. I know. I love right? it. It's so I love show. it. And it n- never disappoints. I have been to Cane's all across the U.S. And I have not been disappointed by the freshness, by the flavor, nothing at any one that I've been mm-hmm. to. It's like across the board, they are consistently good. Facts. 
True. Really good. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very true. I'd say when I had this question like queued up in my head, the only person that I knew would have an answer immediately was Megan. <laughs> I knew Keynes was going to be one of them. Oh, man. it's a, I want it so bad all the time. You can't, you can't get me wrong with Keynes. Uh, I think mine would be at any pho restaurant that I go to, I get just a medium bowl of pho with brisket uh, and rare steak. And then I'd like I'd, I either get a strawberry or a watermelon like slushy on the side. Mm. I like that. And I'm good to go. Get yourself a pork yeah. banh mi as well. It's been and a pork banh mi so long <laughs> since we've been to a pho place. You guys went a little bit more recently, but True. even mm-hmm. still, like it's been a while since we've done it's been a pho. Hot minute. We'll make yeah. a visit. Maybe yeah. one with a balcony. <laughs> we can probably or a patio, yeah. not a balcony, a patio. That's more of it. Okay, so my third question would be. Who, who was, and what did your most hated teacher or professor do? Oh, so I would say this is kind of teacher slash professor, but I think it was more of like um, a counselor in that regard. Uh, so when I was at Georgia Tech uh, the first time, I was at Georgia Tech, and I, my grades weren't doing so well. I had asked if um, I, I came back after being put on probation, academic probation once, and they basically had my GPA requirement be a certain thing. And I had messaged them uh, because before I had, you know, taken my final, I was like, this is, um, I'm thinking that I'm not going to meet my GPA requirements. And so I'm, I'm worried that, you know, this might be something, can we talk about this and see what my options are? And the counselor emailed me back. I have the email logs. I'm pissed about it. But she said, um, <laughs> she said, we'll have to wait until your final grades come out. And so we did. My final grades came out. I didn't meet the GPA requirements. And I messaged her again. And she said, well, we should have done something about it before the final grades came out. And I, I mean, as ridiculous as it sounds, that's what the email log said. And I got kicked out of Georgia Tech for a second time. So, Yeah, that's ridiculous. Fun. Um, mine goes all the way back to eighth grade. Uh, I, technically I have two bad stories, so I'll tell them both, but quickly. Um, I had this eighth grade teacher. I don't even remember her name, um, but she was an art teacher. We were doing, uh, replications of impressionist paintings, uh, those really short, uh, brush strokes. Uh, and I had just gotten, mine was a dock and I had just gotten the water perfect and everybody around me agreed that it was perfect. And more importantly, I was so proud of myself that it was perfect, like perfect for me. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. She came up behind me and she went, oh, try doing something more like this and took my brush full of paint and just brushed all over my water that I had just gotten perfect. And I was like, what the fuck? And you can't get it back. You can't take off paint once yeah. it's on. Yeah, like, I'm just gonna go grab the paint vacuum. Yeah, pull that off real quick. and I had spent time getting that water perfect. So, anyways, and then I had this biology teacher um, in high school who had taken advantage of the Colorado Make My Day law, um, which is that basically if somebody breaks into your house or is threatening your property, you can shoot them and kill them um, and not be prosecuted. And he did that, which fine, neither here nor there. You can't control external circumstances. He brought it up all the time during class and we were all like can you stop and he would be like i remember when i killed someone and we were like yeah we read it in the news you bring it up all the time can you please stop um that was like his favorite thing he was an asshole otherwise uh but that seemed to be like a real point of pride but also maybe some demons that were following him regardless he was incredibly difficult to deal with um so i do remember his name but i won't put him on blast 
Yeah, Holy those two shit. very <laughs> differently traumatic experiences. <laughs> I hated it. I had him for two years for honors bio and AP bio. And both years, we he wouldn't stop. He would not stop. He came back. Oh, my God. I think I got him for honors bio the year. So he did it during the summer. And that following year, I had him for the first time. And he talked about it a lot. And I was like, whatever. It's fresh. It's a phase. No, I had him for two years. And he would not stop talking about it. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Anyways, but he still talks about it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, classes, I'm fucking yeah. sure. If he hasn't <laughs> gotten fired. He's going to be on his death where it's like, I remember the time. <laughs> Truthfully, he's a straight white male. He's not going to get fired. Do you have any last words on your deathbed? Oh, I wish that guy I shot was here. <laughs> <laughs> Bear him with me. Um, mine is my junior year guidance counselor. I think junior year of high school. Uh, I, because I, I went to New Jersey high school for freshman year and then I transferred back to Georgia for sophomore year. Freshman at my high school, I have to take a government class and I wanted just to take the freshman government class so I could be like, fuck it. I don't know government. I don't understand it. I didn't know anything about it. And she was like, no, do AP good. You'll be fine. And I'm like, can I please don't? And she's like, no, you're good. I'm signing you up for it. And she signed me up for it and signed off. That's the only class that I've actually almost failed in high school. And I think I got like a one or two on the AP exam. And I was like, ooh, if I, if I could have slapped the teacher, I would have um, slapped her. I also took AP Gov, and it was no fucking joke. True. It was a horrible year. Yeah, our school didn't offer it because it was too lame. Um, it was too lame to learn about the government. Yeah. The inner workings of the private sector. <laughs> My most hated uh, teacher. It's actually a substitute teacher who came around quite a bit, uh, quite a lot. And one time, one of my friends, uh, she was Mormon actually, uh, and she was the nicest person ever. Okay. And one day, she happened to check her phone for like two seconds for the time, and the substitute teacher saw it. Okay. At this time, everyone was using phones. No one cared. And the teacher blew up on her. She's the last person in the world you would expect any teacher to even raise their voice at her. And she started crying. Like she started straight up crying in the middle of the class. And everyone was so pissed off. And this substitute teacher had this son who went to Oxford or some bullshit like that. And he would not stop talking about it. He would not stop talking about his son. And every time he would say that, we would just rip him apart and we would rip his son apart. Mm. Like, we were like, you know what? You did that shit to the nicest person that we know. And now you're going to pay for it. So this dude would just leave class in the middle of it and would just like could not tolerate us. We'd go get the principal and he would come and we'd be like, uh, we didn't do anything. It's like that Tom Segura, (laughs) why are you crying? Yeah, and this was was like the uh, AP class and like AP (laughs) physics, uh, BC or something. I don't know this, regardless. BC, AD. I don't even remember what it was, but... Um, so like if the principal doesn't just pull up in a class like that and expects like the entire class to just go ape shit, right? Mm-hmm. And we abused the hell out of that and we made sure that he like never came back like after a couple of times. We hated him so much. Well so. You, you were the change that you wanted to see in the world in that moment. That's the important thing. You made a difference there. 
Yeah, dude. Fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hopefully to bring us back a little bit to uh, to an olden days. Uh, my question three is, what video games give you the most nostalgia and why? Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Oregon Trail. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, but, I remember uh, those That's days. a good one. <laughs> Dysentery. Um, oh, my God. That's a good one. Um, but also, for me personally, uh, I... Uh, grew up with Time Splitters 2. That mm. was a that was an old classic. Uh, Halo, the original Halo. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic is one that I still play. Um, it fits on my iPad now, if that gives you any idea what the Xbox was working <laughs> with back in the day. Uh, but I still prefer to play it on my uh, PC. And then, of course, Roller Coaster Tycoon. I... Did not play object-oriented back in the day. Now I do, uh, and I love it. Still the same. Just a quick quick poll. Uh, did you Ford or Ferry? Oregon Trail. Ford the River Ferry? What, what did you choose? You either lose your ox from fording the river, or you risk your entire like thing breaking down while crossing the river if you ferry. I honestly think I would just every other. Yeah, switch it off. Yeah, I have a very game. yeah, I have a very difficult like time mm-hmm. making one decision and sticking to it. Uh, except for you, you're nice. you're the exception. Um, no, especially when it comes to video games, I have a very hard time uh, weighing my options and standing behind it. So every other is is normally my game with anything like that. Just every other. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like that. Um, for me, oh, what gives me nostalgia? Probably two different game series. Series? Is, is, is? Series. That's the word. <laughs> uh, Crash Bandicoot and mm. Final Fantasy. Because mm-hmm. those, those are the games that me and my older brother, we'd sit in the room on his PlayStation 1 just playing Crash Bandicoot until our mom came and yelled at us. I going to say, mm-hmm. Sony Man right here. Sony Man. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't grow up with these Nintendo fancy devices. Well, I had a Game Boy. <laughs> But that was it. Everything oh, else was Sony. Of course, Pokemon. Pokemon. How could we forget? <laughs> um, do y'all remember Neopets? Oh, oh my I goodness gracious! Oh my God! Yes, they're all dying. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's an understatement. Yeah. I think right now. I'm just kidding. Uh, but specifically in Neopets, there was this one game. It was called The Last Smiley, and you were this ball. And you would go on on a 3D platform, and you would just try to get places. It was like a puzzle. I tried to find that game, and for the love of God, I cannot find it anywhere. <laughs> it was the best game that I played, and I, by entire time playing Neopets, I just spent playing that game. Mm. And I loved it, and I missed that game. And I'm still on a quest of finding that game. Well, now we have a house mission. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't a super old gamer or anything like that, uh, but the ones that I do come to mind, big one is a Sonic Adventure 2 Battle was a huge one. I think that a lot of people played that when they were younger, but you get to raise your little chow, and you get to <laughs> race as Sonic and find stuff as Knuckles, and, you know... It was, I think I played that one growing up. Yeah. I definitely know we had a Sonic it, game. Well, it was, it's the, the one where the popular song, Rolling around at the speed of sound, mm. got places to go, gotta follow my rainbow. rainbow. That's from that game. Um, that game will always give me nostalgia, and I own it, and I should pick it up every once in a while just to give myself some nostalgia vibes. But that one, mm. 
is probably my primary answer. And then I played like Guitar Hero and other stuff when I was younger. But I didn't. The oldest thing I had was a Dreamcast, and I mean Pokemon games obviously also fit the bill. But yeah, I didn't want to go cliche with it too hard. Go ahead with your question for round four. Okay. Megan starts. Um. So. <laughs> This I don't necessarily mean in a meta sense, but take it whichever way you'd like. Uh, what thing have you been searching for with no luck? Easiest answer of my life. These StockX Adidas Shut Ultra Boost the Woodstock. Fuck up. That was my answer. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the front door. It's not No. <laughs> I've had this tab saved on my phone that since we talked about this answer. like a year and a half ago. I told you about these. <laughs> I keep looking for for you every time I one know. of your days. I'm like, are they available now? I no. know. We can and then my answer. We can share. I, I also have uh, those shoes that we talked about. Um, That's funny. We talked about a pair of shoes, I think, a month ago when we went out to... Those pink splatter ones? I love them. Yeah, the KD-11s. I'm looking mm-hmm. for those. I want a pair for everyone. But there's another pair. Um, I think they're Adidas something. I forget what they're called. But I was like, I was looking for them for Kevin, I believe. Mm. It was, they were a really cool color, but I forget what they were. But just shoes. Shoes in yeah. general. Yeah. Absolutely. And I might not buy them because that's my hobby, but I'm But those them. Woodstock 50th anniversary. Oh, I'm buying all of them. 100%. I'm buying all of them. The moment they're even close to my size, be like, it's an eight immense. You'll be fine. <laughs> I'll walk around with clown feet. Um, so mine is actually another video game, but this one is for the uh, DS. There used to be this game, and you could switch between three players, and they would do different things. But you would basically, you remember Contra? I never heard mm-hmm. Contra. Contra? But it was, it's a platformer and you're shooting, but you could swap, swap between three peoples and you would have these different levels in space. Man, I've tried to remember what it was like, but I remember so little of it. Then Googling mm. it, there's like so many different games like that, but it's that specific one that I can't remember. Oh, like, even searching for the name, that's the hardest yeah, part when you can't like like I, Like I searched for it, but it was like, I think, I don't know, maybe I remember it differently. But that game was the most amazing thing ever. And I still have my DS just in case I ever find that game. I want to play it. <laughs> That's cool. I just, at my parents' house, we all just went to, we found my old DS and my old Game Boy Advance. So my answers of trying to find Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Sapphire <laughs> and Pokemon Heart Gold have all been realized. And that mm. makes me a little bit happy inside. Uh, this is a hard one. I would say, I mean, plenty of like old nostalgic video games I would love to, to find. Um, the big one, I think, was is probably Pokemon Yellow. I mean, just I used to own a copy of Pokemon Yellow. I don't mm. know where it went. It's very upsetting to me. I could probably name a million things if you catch me on the right day uh, and right time about things that I'm looking for that I can't find and I'm upset about. But uh, I have everything that I need right here in this house with me. So Also, Pokemon <laughs> yeah, Yellow. Yeah, I definitely my believe bedroom. that. Oh, you have Pokemon <laughs> Yellow, but I'm talking about my Pokemon Yellow. We can trade off. Um, since Michael took my answer, I do have an alternate <laughs> one um, that you guys reminded me of. Me. Yeah. Um, okay, this is going to be so abstract. And uh, there was this movie that I watched a lot when I was a kid. And it was about this girl who was looking... Basically, she wore a, a suit that looked like it um, had... It looked like a coloring book that hadn't been colored yet. 
and it was her goal to walk around like town and walk around the the world and find all the colors so like they would find red and it would fill in like red on her little jumpsuit and they would find like green and it was a movie and it was a wildly interesting they were like little roly polies um little roly poly things that singing like the uh, one fell over and bonked his head. Roll over, roll over. So they were doing like a ton of like songs and it was just so incredibly interesting because she was on the search for flower, or I mean on the search for colors and I told my mom about this and she was like, you never watched that growing up. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I fucking did. I know it. I know I didn't make this up because I remember watching it so many times. The girl had like, it was like black hair and it was frizzy and it was in pigtails and she had freckles that she drew on or the costume department drew on. I mean, who am I? But um, I so vividly remember it and I just am waiting. I've asked my sister who I know watched it with me. She doesn't recall it. I asked my mom. She doesn't recall it. Um, so I know it exists. I know it's real. Uh, but I have yet to find what this mystery movie is. I would watch it all again. It's a kid's movie. I don't give a fuck. I will watch it all again if I can figure out what it's called because it was so dope. If you remind me after the podcast, I will put on my locator hat and I will find it. I swear to you. <laughs> I googled like movie where she's looking for colors. It, it's not what you want. I mean, you don't find what you're looking for. Trust me, that would be problem solved if, uh, if it was that easy. Immediate found it. Yeah, kids movie where there's a where there's a suit that doesn't have colors, but then they slowly accumulate as she finds them. Did you mean every other kids movie except the one you're looking for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, did you mean Toy Story? Is Inside that you out. Meant? <laughs> you goofy, you goofy Gus. Anyways, uh, all right, Michael, your question for uh, my question for is what was your favorite vacation you you ever took and why? Man. Hmm. It would have to be uh, when I was in Switzerland. Uh, I think Switzerland is probably one of the most beautiful countries on earth. And um, the couple of the nights where we stayed in Switzerland, we had this hotel room and it was in the valley. And it overlooked like gigantic mountains on the side. Mm -hmm. And you, I woke up to like the most beautiful sight. By the way, they had a couch outside. And you can guess who slept on that couch outside. Okay. And woke up to that beautiful sight all was three it, nights. Was it you, eh? It was actually. It was you, eh? You took her with you. She was right there next to him when we couldn't find her that one time. When we couldn't find her that one time that happens once a week. Yeah. <laughs> and it was um this was in like <laughs> late summer and we there was a snowstorm that happened in like late summer and, no that feels right and it was amazing it happened literally right when we were gonna go on a hike mm. but it was a simple enough hike where they had railings so mm -hmm. we pretty much hiked through the snowstorm and it wasn't that bad at all well and it's not bad until it accumulates and yeah. honestly snow is not like you don't really lose traction on it or anything until it melts and yeah. refreezes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, snow itself is actually very grippy. So, it, I mean, 
it's probably easier than like it was actually very easy on. i was yeah. surprised that yeah. i could like yeah. do that in like and it was like 25 degrees uh, mm-hmm. fahrenheit so like and that's not that that's bad when nothing. you're hiking because exactly. your internal body exactly. temperature is yeah that's not bad because even like the top of 14ers mm-hmm. is below freezing yeah even if you go in july it doesn't matter because the snow like dropped and it didn't melt or anything so mm-hmm. you could easily just trek through and yeah it was fantastic i loved it um i was blessed as a as a kid to have plenty of opportunities with my family to travel all over the world and have all these different vacations obviously they were saddled with a little bit of that um kid angst where you're just like i don't you know i don't want to be here these car rides are long my brothers are annoying me all that stuff so i mean i think the thing that really comes to mind when i think about like those were all beautiful vacations and i have wonderful fond memories of the places that we visited but in terms of just experience and this is going to sound really corny but there was a time i think last year or my years getting mixed up no it was last last year probably around march um when i flew out to visit megan in colorado before we were living together and it was a surprise visit i was somehow able to sneak it past megan she's always guessing the things Which that i'm trying to surprise happens. her with and it's annoying oh, as hell this. you guys helped him cover because yeah. he said he was at a concert yeah. with y'all his phone was dying mm-hmm. like and then he was like I'm outside, and he woke me up, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, he was like, it's a little cold, could you let me in? And I was like, haha, funny, good night. And he was like, let me in, bitch. I remember <laughs> you messaging us, and like, is Kevin okay because his phone was dead? And we were like, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice, and then we just had a nice relaxing week, and mm-hmm. just hung out in our little cave down in your basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it was just a really nice, fun, relaxing uh, week. It was fun. And we went to, that was when we went to Santa Fe and saw um, Meow, Meow Wolf. That was the next month. Because this was that an was unplanned a... visit. No, it was, you just came earlier than planned. Baby. No, this was a different unplanned visit. I'm telling you. We went to Meow Wolf in April. Oh, yeah. Late April. Or no, it, no sorry, early April. April. Early yeah. April. And I came to visit you, I think, early March. I don't oh. know. It, semantics. Yeah, Not semantics. Not important to this podcast. But that's sweet. Your turn. Um, Well, that was definitely a highlight. I was going to say, I was going to go down a cheesy route as well, that um, my family went on lots of road trips growing up, and I definitely loved, like, going up the West Coast with them, and I'm really lucky that we did that so frequently um, because it gave me kind of a a place to really fall in love with, and I know that that's ultimately, like, where I want us to live, like, whether Seattle, Vancouver, somewhere in Oregon, like, I would be happy in any of those places, and I know that because, you know, I spent a lot of time there growing up. We would just road trip up and down. We would take, like, a month and just take our time, Um, and uh, we would stay at campgrounds, and it was really fun, Um, but, of course, you know, it was still family vacation, so there was an itinerary, and there was, I wasn't able to have as much control over um, what we did, uh, and (laughs) what... I really want to do is take the dogs and take Kevin because there has been bless you. Thank you. Uh, there's been nothing quite as fun or as fulfilling for me as it going on road trips or even just like to the dog park with Kevin and the dogs. Like I think that that's ultimately how I want to spend every vacation, pretty much uh, from now on. So, I mean, it's not a specific vacation. I definitely know that eventually we're going to go up the West Coast with the dogs, take some time, um, and really, really do that. And that's, like, 
I think probably going to be my all-time favorite. Because mm-hmm. looking back, probably, I mean, I really liked Meow Wolf. I really did. That was actually a very fun one, but that was a quick in and out. So, but there's nothing that compares to traveling with the dogs and with Kevin. There's nothing that makes me, like, happier than that. Even going to Asheville, like, was better than going to, like, up and down the West Coast with my family. I just want to do that and let the dogs just fucking run. Mm-hmm. Let them go. If, I, if my anxiety can bear it, then mm-hmm. they can do it, you know? I like it. Yeah. Um, I guess mine would be the trip I took to Ireland with my mom like three years ago three four years ago because that was the first trip because every trip we you know, like when you take as a kid with your family like megan was saying they're all itinerary like this is what we're doing mm-hmm. this, is, this is what's happening but and you don't trip, have any say in it yeah, yeah, they're like we're going say. here and you're like yeah that was that was fuck. the first trip where it was like we were able just to do what we wanted and bond like we went there for my cousin's wedding um, we took, we did like a week drive around in like a bus with a bunch of people. So I met, we met people all across the world. Mm. Um, and that was really cool. And then just seeing where like my grandma grew up and my grandpa grew up in Ireland and just meeting aunties and uncles that I had never met before that they mm-hmm. knew me. Well, they knew me and my brother cause we're the only two people in the, that side of the family that's not white. <laughs> <laughs> they knew about you. They knew us. They, they had pictures of us Aww. in their houses that's and nice. I was like, what up? And they're like, Michael. And so like, they could hey. be like, I can't be racist. Look at my wall. No, that's my uh, family member. It was it was so fun meeting meeting all of all of that side of the family. Well, everyone yeah. that I did meet, it was it was amazing. I also think spending time with your parents as adults um, is completely different. Still somewhat stressful in some ways, but it's a really cool to be afforded the opportunity to get your get to know your parents yeah. as adults. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, one thing I wanted to add before we go to the next question. The trip we all took to Colorado was, to be honest, one of my most favorite trips. Mm. Okay, because it was, the first off, the Airbnb. Yeah, that was, was very fun. That was fantastic. Because y'all know, I like, pretty much every morning I went up and like hiked to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that was amazing. That fantastic. was a good time. I agree. Uh, so that's very much like. Plus the people there were so. They were so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's the second thing about mm-hmm. that place. And third was all the stuff we did there, you know, mm-hmm. like that magician. Cosmo. Yeah. Cosmo. So I was going to say fantastic. next spring, I definitely um, want to plan a long trip, like one yeah. one week probably um but i definitely want to uh spend a little bit more time all four of us together because that was a thing that we didn't do as much just with conflicting agendas um but like i really want to prioritize like spending time together have you guys meet my family because all of my family lives in colorado yeah. it's like mm-hmm. colorado mm-hmm. or germany that's it. Like, no in between. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely want to do that and have, especially with the dogs being big now, we can go on more hikes. Spring is a really fun time. Um, yeah. I definitely, definitely want to do that. And of course, another Airbnb. Airbnb. You know. For sure. Tune in next week for either part two of the Getting to Know You episode or our regularly scheduled programming. We aren't really sure what we're doing yet. But we'll see you next week.